Hey, pack people. Remember, you can show your support by sponsoring one of our interviews with the animal welfare community. Please contact us through www.packpeople.com to find out how your sponsorship can help us continue our work on behalf of animals and the people who care about them. Pack People welcomes Street Dogs of South Central. Interview with Bill Marin and Vince Huber. April 21st, 2012. everybody, Rafino Caban here at Pack People. Welcome once again to our ongoing series of interviews with the people, organizations, and efforts that put animal welfare at the top of a priority list. And today we have the very special pleasure of welcoming Bill Marin, director, and Vince Huber, producer of Street Dogs of South Central, which is alarming and affecting new documentary. Now, first of all, Bill and Vince, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us, Rafino. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Rafina. Can you tell us why did you decide to make this film about stray dogs and, and why South Central L.A. in particular? Well, uh, I think it sort of just happened to some degree. Um, basically, this is Bill, I'm the director. I, I um, went to school for animal behavior, and, and so I already had a strong interest of a huge animal lover. And then I went to school for grad school for film and television, and I moved out here. And my college friend, Renee, who's the co-producer on the film, he actually grew up in South Central. Oh, wow. So, uh, Renee, who grew up in South Central, was telling me about, basically, you know, the stray dog problem that they had out there, and uh-huh. how, at night in particular, I was, they were traveling in packs, and we did some research, and um, so, yeah, Renee would tell me about these stray dogs, in the neighborhood, and uh, the two of us went out and did some sort of preliminary uh, research and some sort of low-budget filming, and it seemed like there was there were some stories to tell in there, and um, I met Vince, the producer, um, on another job that I was working, and uh, he really loved the idea, and he was basically said, you know, let's just make this happen, let's just go out and do it. Yeah. So the three of us teamed up, uh, we got into my Volkswagen, and every <laughs> Saturday and Sunday morning at 5 a.m., we went out into South Central um, looking to find stories and, and film, you know, every stray dog that we could see and, wow. um, expose, and expose the issue. How long did shooting last? Um, that's about three years. Um, wow. We were in sort of different stages. The first year was the most intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it would just be a weekend, sometimes it would be seven days a week, depending on what was going on with the story. And then as we, for about a year, year and a half, we had filmed, and then I put together a trailer that, that's still online. Um, yes. Dog, com. you can see the trailer for the film. I'm sure it will be on the website and everything, too. Yes, your website. absolutely. Um, but uh, I put together that trailer, and that um, pretty much, like, really solidified it for us, and we got funding through Lionsgate and Animal Planet, and we continued to film for about another year and a half, sort of, as we were waiting um, to be able to get the funds to finish, and um, we really got some great footage, you know, in that last year and a half as well. You did, and there's a there's a stray dog, Elise, whom you followed, uh, along with their pups for months, at least, and what, what drew healthy. you... What's that? It's Elsie. Elsie. I have Elsie. <laughs> Thank you. Elsie. 
Elsie, um, what drew you to Elsie? Uh, well, I mean, I think, if anything, you know, we didn't, we were just very lucky to encounter her and her story. I mean, essentially, what happened was, um, you know, just another week, weekend morning, 5 a.m., and, you know, we had, we had some, you know, thousands of dogs, and there was, it, we, it was, there were lots of dogs to film, but, but it's hard to capture a story. Right. And, um, just one day, we were filming, and all of a sudden we saw this mom and these three tiny little puppies uh. just following her on the streets. And we followed them for a little bit, and she took us back to this abandoned house where there was another puppy waiting for them. And, um, that, you know, became our story. Well, of course, we had no idea at the time that that would be our story. We thought it was interesting footage. Right. And it was important to tell the story, but the next day they could have been gone, which happened all the time. Yeah. But um, for whatever reason, uh, they were around for a while. Uh, LCA and two puppies lasted for almost five, six months mm. out there, and we were able to tell the complete story, the entire cycle of life, and every single important element of their lives that needs to be exposed. That's amazing. And of course, uh, as we learn with documentary, so much of the unexpected influences the rest of the, the process. Um, were there any particularly funny, surprising, uh, or moving situations you encountered? Can you share about one or two of those? Yeah, there wasn't. Uh, I mean, since we're shooting in, in Watson, Compton, mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of like... Uh, we had fun ourselves in the car driving around. There's a lot of, lot, lot of days we would be looking for dogs and we wouldn't find any dogs or we'd be looking for our principals, Elsie and, and her pops, and we wouldn't be able to find them. So just me and Bill and Renee hanging out in a car driving around, we just had a good, good time just doing that. But it's not a real, it's, you know, anyone that's been in uh, Watts and Compton or in any place that is, it's just not a very fun place. Right. Basically, yeah. I, I wanted, every time I left there, I, I pretty much like, oh, I'm, I'm just very happy to be leaving there. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of, uh, there's, there's nothing really funny that happened when we were, were filming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we were filming Alfie's story, there was this guy, he just always seemed to be outside every time we showed up in the neighborhood. Really? Um, he was usually kind of like the first person we see, and he'd say the same thing to us every time he'd look at us and he'd say, no dogs today. Uh. And sometimes, sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, we, we filmed some really interesting stuff today. This guy, you know, he's wrong, you know. And then other days he'd say that to us and we wouldn't find the dog all day. And we are like, oh, man, this guy is jinxing us or something. So <laughs> I was always kind of a... Light moment every time we saw him, and, and you know, uh, we it was always important to maintain good relationships with the people in the neighborhood. Absolutely, we were there, you know, in Elsie's neighborhood, we were there all the time, and they'd be very, um, you know, political with them, and and mm -hmm. um, they got to know us. They knew what we were doing, and they and they really, you know, kind of accepted what we were doing, and they thought it was important. So, um, but the, that one individual is pretty interesting. That's good to know. So you did get some local support with this. That's that's great. And um, we, we shared the trailer uh, a few weeks ago on Pack People's fan okay. page, and uh, it's incredibly well-received. It, it begged a few questions. Many, many people are asking if you yourselves were compelled to rescue, rehome, spay and neuter the dogs yourselves or step in in some way. Well, when we were, uh, when we were out there, we were the eyes and ears for the, for the sick and injured dog. So mm -hmm. 
from day one, we were kind of always helping the dogs that really needed the help by yeah. calling animal control, whether it's city or county, and having them, depending on the area, and having them, um, you know, giving them help. Um, and hope, we were hoping, you know, we obviously knew that we were hesitant to do it because we knew that they, there's a good chance they might be euthanized um, because right. of health reasons or just because they can't get adopted because it's a huge problem. Um, so it was always a tough call, but we were the eyes and ears for the sick and injured dogs. That's what we could do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as far as the main characters, um, you know, it was important to, it was, it was a tough call because it was, it was really important to tell this story and we had to tell the full story. We couldn't stop in the middle and, right. and all of a sudden end it because otherwise there wouldn't be a film. If there wasn't a film, this issue would never be exposed. Yeah. So it was always a tough call. I mean, Elsie and her daughters, were pretty, they're, they're really healthy, and they were kind of surviving on the streets, so it wasn't too difficult of a call with them, because they were just, Elsie was such a great mother, and she yeah. was really teaching them everything they needed to know, and we never felt like they were in too much danger, or poor health, or anything like that, right. um, but again, the other dogs that we see, we see a dog that's just really struggling, you know, and health-wise, or just really shouldn't be out on the streets, then we call animal control and have them picked up. Great. And many of us here in Los Angeles, you know, we live in somewhat more developed or uh, cosmopolitan areas, and, and we may not be aware of the problem of stray dogs. Do you have any figures as to how many stray dogs there are in L.A.? Well, the figure um, we use, and you know, they're all estimates. Um, the figure we used when we wrote the narration was 30,000 in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, we found statistics that were slightly lower and a lot higher, but um, 30,000 was the one that seemed to be the most accurate, so um, that's the statistic we used. Um, I, our best guess is since that narration was written, it's probably increased. Uh -huh. um, and then, you know, even there's a 50,000 statistic in Detroit, and even there's a like, question whether that statistic yeah. is correct. So it's always, you know, you know it's, an, it's definitely an estimate. Um, but 30,000 seems to be... You know, that's what we went with because it seemed to be the most accurate. Yeah. Um, 30,000 is a lot of dogs. That is a lot of dogs. And the bottom line is that it, it, the national number is in the millions. So right. whatever it is city by city, it's a problem in, in every major city in America. And it, it, it figures in the millions of homeless pets. Oh. So it's just not thousands. It's actually millions. So true. But in your opinion... In your opinion, what what has to change? How can people help with this problem? Well, uh, the problem is, it's, the thing about the pet overpopulation problem is the fact it has simple answers. It's stay, neuter, adapt. I mean, those, yes. those are the answers. But now we just have to find a way to get people to do that, and that's the difficult part. Yeah. Um, you know, we have we play a unique role in this because. We've created this film that tells a story, and it really shows people proof of what's going on in an entertaining, quote, way. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're in this unique position where we want to offer everything we can with this film to help the problem. So if it's a fundraiser screening or if it's uh, just to be on television to spread the word, we, we want as many people as possible to see this. And then after they see it, we want them to... Um, whether it be through our webpage or through their local, you know, animal control webpage, whatever it is, we want people to become involved after that. 
Absolutely. So um, we're starting to build our webpage. If you go to streetdogsmovie.com, you can click on Help Street Dogs. And we're, we're doing it city by city. We started just with four cities so far. And we're obviously beginning in Los Angeles. So we're um, we're going to try to incorporate as many great organizations that are really making a difference great. Uh, to try to help. Um, particularly with the mobile spay neuter, very interested in that. Um, there's, there's some mobile spay neuters that are happening in South Central, and we're trying to publicize that as much as possible and get people to donate to the organizations that are doing that, like the Amanda Foundation is really yes. involved in South Central. Yes. And so where where and when for our audience can we watch your film? Um, well, actually, tonight we have a fundraiser. Um, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, mm-hmm. you can see the flyer for that. It's in San Pedro. Okay. It's, just a smaller, it's a smaller fundraiser. With, um, it's a free screening, with, but there's a donation box, and all those donations are going to the San Pedro shelter, uh, L.A. Animal Services. Um, and then we have another bigger screening that uh, we don't have a date yet, but that's going to be probably at the Westside Pavilion Theaters. And that's right. going to be a sort of a bigger event that's in progress. That's uh, we're coordinating that with the Shelter Animal Advocacy Fund. Great, and that's a terrific um, venue. Yes, and and we have a, a couple other screenings pending as well. One in San Francisco, um, one at USC, and another one just at a local pet shop. Good. So everybody can stay abreast of that by by going to the website and uh, they can find. Yeah, that. our Facebook page will announce everything that's going on. Okay. Um, our, and our website um, is, is best for um, either just seeing the trailer or um, donating. So if okay. you go to our, if you'd like to help and donate, go to our, our webpage, click on Help the Street Dogs, and it'll hook you up with the organizations that we're working with. Great. And we are also selling Street Dogs uh, charitable wristbands. Ah. That's not through us, that's through the Shelter Animal Advocacy Fund. And we've donated wristbands to them, and then they sell them, make profit, and that goes towards helping the Street Dogs. That's fantastic. Um, oh, oh, and how how did Queen Latifah get involved? Do I take this one there? Well, yeah. So Queen Latifah got involved through uh, Marja Kaplan, who is the CEO of Animal Planet. Uh-huh. She suge- she suggested uh, Queen Latifah. Uh, Bill and I thought it was a great suggestion since our main character is a female mother raising her litter of puppies to adulthood. We thought that her, and she's got such a beautiful sing-songy voice. She's obviously she she's a recording artist, and she does a lot of voiceover. She does all the Ice Age stuff. Right. So uh, we just thought it was a beautiful suggestion. And then uh, our friends at uh, Lionsgate, Kevin Beggs, who is the president of television, uh, recruited, one, recruited one of the big producers uh, on the theatrical side to uh, contact Queen Latifah, and that's how it all got done. Oh, and when you mentioned the, the, the mother aspect, I thought of her as, was it Big Mama Morton in Chicago or something that she played? That, so there you go. Funny. Yes, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> that's great. Um, so, oh, how was your experience as both filmmakers and carriers of a message uh, at Atlanta Film Fest? Uh, Atlanta Film Festival is great. Um, uh, it's just a really well-run festival. Um, there are lots of great documentaries there, lots of great scripted mm-hmm. films. Um, it teams up with the Atlanta Humane Society 
and I uh, got some donations going to them. So that was a very important part of that. Um, and it was, it was really great to see that we could just go to another city, yes. which is the whole goal with this. It's a start in LA and to spread out. And, you know, this is, this was pretty early. You know, we're sort of just getting started um, with this outreach program, and we're kind of on our own as well. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we don't really, really haven't had much help with Animal Planet Alliance yet on that regard. So right. we're starting from the ground up, you know, reaching out, and it was great to team up with the Atlanta Humane Society, you know, um, getting them some money in their city, and now we come back to L.A. and see what we can do, you know, in other cities. So um, we're, we're really – Detroit is a major problem city as well, mm-hmm. probably as bad as L.A., and um, there's a festival out there that we're hoping we can um, get into and do the same thing over there as well. Great, yeah, because as we discussed, this this problem is so widespread. South Central is sort of a – you know, a microcosm of what's going on everywhere. So going to another city points uh, points out the problems in those regions as well. Exactly. It's the same. People will tell us. They see the exact same thing happening. Right. It's exactly the same. Right. Yeah. Is there any exception? anything exceptional that you learned? Oh, I'm sure there are a lot. But as a result of making this documentary, something that really opened your eyes? Uh, well, I mean... Well, for me, I'll, I'll tell you what, being from Minnesota uh-huh. and moving out, moving out to Los Angeles, when Bill pitched me this project way back when, I really had no idea right. that dogs really lived on the street. Yeah. So, to me, the whole idea of dogs living on the street was just insane. So, actually going out here and shooting it, learned everything that I didn't know about oh, yeah. dog. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, uh, same thing with me, I'm from Delaware. You know, I, I had never seen a stray dog in my life. Oh, so I went to Delaware and started making a film about it. And just even things that happened within the film. I mean, you know, I mean, we followed her main character. She had two puppies throughout the film that she was raising into adulthood. And then you know, halfway through, she we started noticing that the male dogs are very interested in her. You know, mm. it started off as you know, no one followed her really that much, and then all of a sudden, a couple of male dogs are really kind of just hanging out with her all day. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, a few days later, then it was like four dogs, and and then we're like, you know, I'm pretty sure she's in heat, and we we have no idea what it's like. Right. for a dog to be in heat. And now all of a sudden she's got seven dogs, eight, nine, ten dogs following her, you know, intensely that you can just see how beaten down all the dogs are. They're so tired, just male dogs trying to mate and, and Elsie just trying to get away, basically. And then they start fighting over her and just like this entire, it's basically like watching wild animals, you know, in the wild. Um, and it was just really eye-opening and, and I had no idea this was happening. And, and it's not good, obviously. These dogs are, you know, they're fighting. And yeah. Every, every, it's not good for any of the dogs. And, and then, of course, she's going to be pregnant, so it's adding yeah. more population problem. Uh. So that that was uh, very eye-opening and, at the same time, very important that we filmed it and yes. we got it so that not only are our eyes open, but everybody's eyes open. Right. This is what's happening. Right. Do either of you have pets of your own? Uh, I have. Sorry, I keep thinking of Vinny. Sorry. 
Um, I have a cat that uh, came from the streets. Oh. And uh, I, I hope to get a house someday soon so I can have a few dogs and yeah. a few cats. But as of right now, uh, only only the cat so far. <laughs> That's good, though. That's very good. And um, if either of you or both of you could give pet owners one piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, I mean, I, I think that really depends on, there's just so many different mindsets of pet owners. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's from South Central to Beverly Hills, everybody has to stay neuter yes. and everybody has to adopt. If everybody stays in neuters and everybody adopts, there wouldn't be a pet overpopulation problem. So it's a different situation for people who are very low income, barely struggling, barely surviving themselves, you know, in some low income areas. And then it's another problem for people who have a lot of money, but they want to get their purebred dogs, and they might even breed their purebred dogs. Right. Um, so it's it's a community problem. It's not a, a specific socioeconomic class, but we all have to do our part to stop the problem. It's true. It's true. And there are enough there are enough breeders out there. There are enough reputable breeders, hopefully. And we just we don't need more. I mean, <laughs> we're doing okay with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we need any breeders. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully one day there won't be a pet overpopulation problem, and exactly. then we might there might be some breeders because it's not a, it's not contributing to the problem. That would be great. Correct. But right now, it's you know, it's, there's just no reason to add more dogs because you're you're essentially when you're adding more dogs to the population, you're killing dogs. Absolutely right. Doing. Um, and in your travels and your work, I'm sure you've you've uncovered a lot of different resources. Are there any websites, books, or links that you'd recommend to our pack people audience? Um, as far as like research or, or websites. Oh, anything there. Our our audience is, is interested in all different facets of of animals and, and dogs. Well, I love the the dog encyclopedia ah. uh, by Bruce, by Bruce Fogel. Who um, that was? It was really nice to have that for you know, sort of to start the research out for the film. And um, Bruce, we I called up Bruce Vogel. He became one of our um, science advisors. Oh. So I really enjoyed that book, and he really that encyclopedia really explained you know not just the breeds. He's got this huge section about every breed, of course, but some interesting behavior and biology in there as well. So I, I really enjoyed that book. It's great. great. Um, yeah, and then. I will have to recommend our website because you can help the dogs. Yes, <laughs> we'll definitely <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> Great. Unpackpeople.com, of course. Oh, thank you very much. We definitely recommend Street Dogs, and we'll post information of, on all the related links, including the website for it and the Facebook page. And we want to thank Bill and Vince once again for being with us today. And also thank you so much for the incredible work you've put into, into this eye-opening documentary. It's going to do a lot of good. It already has. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I just wanted to say, this would uh, anybody that would like to reach out to us, uh, we would definitely love to hear from you and would love to do benefit screenings for anybody that is interested in that because that's where, where we really are reaching out to our audience. Excellent. We'll add that also to the blog entry that accompanies the audio link for, for people who wish to support the film by uh, hosting benefits. That's great. We will right. get the word out there. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for your time. Okay, thank you. All right, have a great rest of the day. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening, Pack People. Let us know at www.packpeople.com if you'd like to sponsor our work and make another great interview possible. Please get involved in Pack People's efforts. Our Craigslist petition needs your signature. Just go to www.packpeople.com and click the petition button to make a positive change in the lives of animals.